You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Compass, the podcast documenting the struggles of life as an artist. I'm Leah Walsh. My guest today is Alex Chapo, musician and lead singer of the band Chapo. We went to college together in Evansville and uh, moved to New York City around the same time, and it's been such a pleasure to watch his journey from playing music in the East Village acoustic with his guitar and harmonica to now seeing him front a full band that throws these crazy immersive shows. Uh, He's a truly thoughtful artist and is involved in a lot of cool things, and I'm so thrilled to catch up with him on the podcast. I hope you enjoy the 22nd episode of The Compass. Well, thank you so much for coming to talk with me. I'm excited. So we're just going to jump in. What is the dark side for you as an artist? Um, I think the dark side is sort of just like a manifestation of this kind of energy that's kind of sort of swirling underneath, like maybe in your subconscious or your unconscious or whatever you want to call it. This like, this lightness energy, this pure potential, this explosive molten lava kind of like goo that's stewing around it's in like a constant flux kind of always under the surface just kind of bubbling and sometimes it pops and um you know I think it's like this energy that's always sort of like trying to balance itself out but going to the extremes at times you know Mm -hmm. and I think you know as people we're like we're mental you know, we, our brains are really how we access and understand this world. So we kind of, we're thinking creatures and we're always like, we're trying to plan and we're trying to think ahead and we're trying to like think about what we want and then do that. And then when that doesn't happen exactly the way we imagined it in our head, we just freak out or we like, we're like, what, you know? Uh And so there's this, you know, there's this constant, there's these, 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 ideas and thoughts that just are just percolating always to the surface and a lot of times they're just half truths there's sort of like a version of the reality that's not really the full reality or there's a thought that's really romantic even if it's a negative thought or this really dark thought but it's romantic and it's kind of like something that you like and you want to cling on to even though like it doesn't make you feel good and so you like grab onto it and then you like sort of like spiral with it and then you know so there's this danger of kind of like getting lost in some of these thoughts. Um, and I think, you know, I think specifically what you're talking about, the dark side as an artist, I think is like when we get these constricting thoughts that sort of keep us from being the best versions of ourselves. So mm-hmm. whether that's self-doubt or whether that's um, this feeling of ambivalence and unsure of what I should do next or... Or this feeling of numbness, like I'm not feeling anything right now, and I should be feeling something. Or this um, this intense, like you know, anger about something, you know, um, and or this bitterness, or this you know, envy, or this jealousy. This these are all just versions of these kind of initial energy bubbles that sort of, I think, we kind of. Um, decide we believe and then we we feel it so then once we feel it 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 gets in your body and it's sort of in some ways it's outside of your control like all these things start happening in your body and then all of a sudden like you know you know I know a lot of times when I'm creating art and stuff like I get really frustrated or I get really you know like or like I hit a wall or whatever it is and you just then all of a sudden you might you might just start cursing or freaking out and then all of a sudden it's in your it's in your body, you know, you're shaking, you're like, whatever it is. So, um, it's easy to get caught up in the dark side. And I think it's, I don't think, I think as artists, we need to be okay with being in the dark side. Cause I think like as much as being in the, the light side or the, you know, that feeling of like explosive energy ideas, I'm creative, I'm on it. I'm like a, like a surfer, like I'm on a wave and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I've, I've got the balance going. I'm like in my zone, like everything that I've worked on, like, you know, I'm like doing well and I'm confident in what I'm doing and I know I can, you know, stay on this wave and then I hit it and it's like perfect and everything is, you know, 
we get addicted to that feeling and like when we kind of then when we screw up then we like then we get then we're really hard on ourselves and then then we care so much about why didn't I get up on that that last wave and like ride it all the way in and why wasn't like the coolest like exit you know (laughs) know, and I did like a backflip when I got off you know or whatever it was like Uh this amazing thing so but um so, you know, we're, we get used to those, like, feelings when we're in the zone, and that's awesome. Like, every every artist gets in that zone. Every artist can get back in that zone. But there's also another zone. There's the, the dark side zone that I think um, is another zone of itself. It's like you're falling into this sort of, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like the abyss. This kind of, this um, overwhelming feeling of you know, insecurity or self-doubt or, um, I don't know who I am or what I'm doing or why am I even here? Like I could, if I lived somewhere else and was doing something else, I could have had a house by now. (laughs) You know, I know people my age that have bought houses. I'm like, what, you know, I'm like this quote unquote struggling artist now and I'm barely surviving here in New York. And I just, I'm clawing like at the wall, like, feeling sometimes you know Mm -hmm. but that is in my feeling a version of the reality that's not the full thing you know what I mean uh I think as artists we're kind of like we're sensitive creatures and but I think humanity like is I think without sounding too like crazy like (laughs) I think you know humans by their nature we're creative creatures you know some of us are more sensitive than others. Some of us are more able to like, you know, combine things and be creative and do like artist kind of things. And some of us do more like vary by the books, you know, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to, you know, feed the kids and I'm, you know, I'm going to go to mm-hmm. bed and, and I don't think I'm an artist. I just do. Right. Not, Follow and, the rules. You know, there, are, there are people like that, you know, I'm not, you know, I, you know, but I do think at the very nature of being a human is like being a creative person. You've got to think. You've got to use your imagination. You've got to know how to get out of bed, you know, get food, you know, mm-hmm. make a meal. You know, all these things are creative things. And so, again, I think that gets back to my initial thought is like, these are ideas that people decide to believe. You know, I'm not creative. It's not me. I'm not a very sensitive person. You know, I don't really care about those things. Well, maybe. But maybe over the course of the lens that you put yourself or the, you know, the world view that you've decided to believe in over the course of, you know, decades or whatever it is, you've, you've created that for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, the same thing happens with artists. We get, you know, there's the tortured artist cliche, which, you know, um, and some of us can get, feel really romantic about that, you know. Yeah, I think that's an interesting way to say it. You keep using the word romantic, but it's true. I think sometimes those feelings can get a little bit addictive. Yeah. Or you feel like you're doing something when you're in that tortured place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know what? And sometimes being tortured and being like really in the dark side and like really feeling it in some ways that most people aren't going to be comfortable doing, like some artists are able to go there and access that energy. And that's real energy, I think. You know, there's both of these energies are kind of constantly influencing the other, you know. That's at least my worldview, you know. And so, like, some of the best art, I think, comes from these artists that are willing to, like, sort of take that risk and go into the darkness and say, but, you know, I think there's maybe, you know, you can overthink these kind of things too, which I tend to do because I'm, you know, I, I, I love to just like think and think. <laughs> yeah, you're a philosophical kind of guy. Yeah, I like to just go forever for hours and, just, <laughs> you know, be really pensive and just like, well, what about this? And like, da, da, da. but, um, I guess the things that, that I'm trying to figure out with this podcast is, um, yeah, as artists, we all use, use the dark extremes and those deep feelings to a certain extent, but I guess how can we deal with those kind of those painful everyday kind of gripping dark side things like the things that you said you know they can come up and take control of you the things of envy or jealousy or just struggling against the reality of living in New York without 
getting compensated enough for your work or that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, sort of a level, I feel like, of objectiveness, like a sort of standing back, trying to, like, look at yourself from above, you know, um, and go, you know, look, for whatever whatever reason, we're all pretty lucky, you know, just to even just be here, you Mm -hmm. know, and be, like, experiencing this crazy whatever ride this life is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so thankfulness, I mean, gratitude is like really key. And, and that's hard to do sometimes, especially when you're waking up and feeling bitter or you're waking up and just like, just so frustrated with just, you know, New York City is a, you know, it, it crashes down on you pretty hard at times. Yeah. And it's because um, it is such a fast paced, crazy world. And there's so many people, there's so much competition. There's everyone flocks here everyone's trying to like make it make it make it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um so I think like there's just something to be said about staying like open and at peace with where you are you know and not I mean I don't know I think when I'm when I'm at when I'm at my best I feel like I realize that I'm not where I want to be yet but I'm like I'm making I'm like doing something proactive each day, you know, and I'm getting, I'm like doing little things each day. And even if today is, you know, you know, I don't know, you, you come back and you didn't get the audition that you really wanted or whatever it is, or you didn't get, you know, a tour, like for us, we didn't get a tour like with a band that we wanted to play with or we, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Like you have to sit and just kind of be like, okay, look, I'm okay with that. Like, um, and be, you know, in, find the joy, I guess, in, in the unhappiness. <laughs> there, there's, there's, or maybe it's a, you know, finding, being at peace with it, being, you know, there's this sense of rushing and, uh, you know, you know, it's easy in New York to like start just feel like you're not going fast enough or you're not getting to where you need to be quick enough. And everyone's journey is a little bit different. Some people have, like, the fast lane in, you know? Yeah. Good for them. (laughs) Hey, you know, celebrate those people, you know? Hold them up and go, yes! You know? And unleash that energy, because that's the kind of energy that's going to ultimately, like, that open energy is the kind of energy that's going to, like, allow you to see, see more of the world than you're actually seeing. I think, you know, when you have these painful thoughts, you're, like, verily, you know, you're focusing in on a few things and they they might be true you know they might be versions of the truth but that's not the whole thing you're kind of like you're you're only allowing yourself to feel that thought you know and that thing you know right um and not taking in the big the big picture yeah the big picture which you know isn't is easy so easier you know way easier said than done yeah (laughs) you know yeah Um, i think you have to keep reminding yourself to do that but I think it's a check, you know, it's, it's a practice. I think, you know, we all practice our instruments, whether it's like our, you know, our voice and our body or an actual musical instrument or practicing painting or whatever it is you do as an artist, you know, mm-hmm. or dancing or whatever, you know, uh, we all practice those things, but I think we need to also practice, you know, our brain with our brains practice, like being okay with where we are, you know, being mm-hmm. okay with what we're doing and enjoying it like you know there if you're not enjoying um what you're doing i guess you know if the what then what's the point you know what i mean like it's part of it it's like the whole it's the whole package and maybe some people i think find out they're like well i don't really like this isn't me like i don't want to struggle that hard some of us do some of us are like you know what i'm gonna struggle and struggle and struggle but I kind of enjoy the struggle and I like, and it's sort of like a game, you know? Hmm. Um, so I know it's a little bit different. I think from like, from my perspective now, like playing in a band and like, I think like from your perspective, it's like going out on auditions and like, or like waiting for like another job opportunity to mm-hmm. happen. And like, there's this like time in between, like, what do you do? So do you feel like with music since it is something that you can I mean you have your bandmates you guys create together but you can also just create it alone in a room 
with your instruments, do you find like some power in that? That yeah, I mean, I think that's you can constantly be creating on your own. I think I sort of moved more in that direction is because like it sort of allowed me to kind of like be creative in ways that I that I couldn't be, you know. Um, Yeah, because what was since since you and I both went to college together for acting, and then I you moved to New York the year before I did, I assume, right? Right after school. Yeah. Um. And then at least from the outside, it seems like you've been pursuing music pretty single-focused single focused since yeah, yeah. then, right? Did you yeah. decide that right when you moved to the city? Uh, not right away. I mean, I, I did this, like, little, like, theater, uh, traveling theater thing right out of uh, Edinburgh. And what was interesting about that was I was, like, I was sort of touring sort of in the same way that I tour now, like in a van. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a trailer that, like, you you packed in the set and, like, you would load into these schools and you'd do these plays. And then you'd, like, you'd do, like, you know, a certain amount in a week and then you'd kind of tour around. Um, And I was like, this is kind of cool, like, being in different cities and, like, I like that. And I had already been, you know, playing music and stuff um, from high school and in college and everything, writing songs and it was like on my off time that I started to like record stuff. Like I bought some recording equipment and I started to like really like, wow, I kind of like really enjoyed this whole process of like creating a song and like recording it and like, and then playing it. And Mm -hmm. you know, it's not that far of a, of a leap to like perform in a different sense, you know, something, you know, a musical, you know, story, you know? (laughs) And, um, so when I came to New York, I think it was 2005, so it was like, graduated in 2004, 2005, was here in February, probably like the coldest month in the universe, and uh, I was still kind of doing some acting here and there, I would do some stuff with Larry, mm-hmm. um, and some other people, um, and eventually like I sort of just like, got, I, maybe, I don't know, I just kind of got the bug of writing music and doing that thing, and I just sort of like went full focus into that, but I... In a lot of ways, I still, you know, everything that I learned in in Evansville is definitely a part of, like, the whole process of how I think about, like, creativity and art and performing. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're all, it's funny because they're very similar in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously they're very different. But, um, but yeah, my natural progression was just, like, music, you know, but, but also still like the idea of doing like a spectacle kind of like what you would do in theater or like you know yeah I mean that's definitely what you guys do now yeah 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 (laughs) so like you know so how can you do that you know when you're not you know how can you do that as a band Um, yeah so what was that I mean I know it played out over the last decade but what was that um mental journey for you going from like playing acoustic by yourself like, what were your thoughts of the kind of thing you wanted to create till you progressed? You got band members. Now you guys do this whole, like, visual spectacle show, and you have, you just made these awesome stop-motion videos that go along with your album. Like, you, it's a whole world you're creating. Yeah, it's funny. I don't think I knew exactly, you know, back then where, you know, where I was going exactly, except that I just wanted to, like, you know, be playing music, and I wanted to just really, like, try to make it work you know and like try to do this as a living um so I started as like you know acoustic harmonica singer songwriter kind of little rappy (laughs) (laughs) like uh it's funny when I listen to the older stuff I'm like wow this is totally different than what I'm doing now but um but I think just the natural progression of doing that like it was like well you know what I don't I kind of want to be you know I kind of want to like a drummer and like uh you know so there I went through a few different, you know, versions of like having hired bu- gun type people or like playing, I, you know, there was a few different manifestations of the band that I was trying to, to have and it didn't work. And then, then once I sort of met the guys that I'm playing with now, it was like, it was just a different flip. It was like, all right, this isn't like my show. Like, this is like, we're a unit kind of thing. Like we're going to like, we're going to be a band and we're all going to be like in it together. And it's going to be this sort of camaraderie kind of thing. And we're like this brotherly love kind of thing. And we're going to kind of like 
feed off of each other's energies, you know? Um, there was, like, a limit to what I was capable of doing just by myself. And, like, I knew, like, not being a, like, you know, I, I wasn't trained at, like, a music school. I was all sort of self-taught. Um, so, like, I knew I had limitations in that. So, you know, and then I, I met these guys, you know, Chris and Zach and Dave, that um, came from a different perspective. You know, I had this performance perspective and they had this, like, this musical perspective. Yeah, they so, come more from, like, the technical side of it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, which is cool because, like, we could kind of fuse the worlds together, like, you know, where a song might need some work, you know, in a structure or an arrangement or, like, tweaking some things, you know. They were more skilled at helping me, like, oh, I didn't realize I could even go into this key here. That's kind of cool. Or why does that chord sound so cool? You know, or why, why is this crazy, weird, off-tempo kind of beat? Like, why does this even work? I would have never thought of that. You right. Know? Um, and then, you know, um, I got to push them on, like, being, like, performing, you know, as far as, like, you know, what if we wore costumes and what if we, mm -hmm. like you know, had props, and what if we made monsters, and what if we, like, <laughs> had, you know, weird, you know, um, oh, like a volcano that, like, erupted smoke, and, you know, like, what if we did all these kind of sort of high school play type things? I love it. You really, um, like, you really push the boundaries of that stuff. So we kind of, like, we got, you know, so it's, it, it's cool, like, um, the natural progression, um, now that we're like we've been a band for like five years um as you know chapo as this band um it's cool to see how it's kind of grown and changed and it's still growing and changing you yeah know what i mean um and the next step is going to be different and it's going to be like an unknown that's i guess something that i think too maybe getting back to this this darkness thing is like being comfortable with the unknown i think is something that i'm trying to like realizes something that is is okay you know like there's so many unknowns there's so many things that are especially like outside of your control and the more that we can be excited and like all right we're going there i don't really know i can kind of see right in front of me i can't really see like the whole path but let's do it like yeah you know, like it's gonna be fun you know or it's going to be a pain in the ass, and you're going to hate it, and you're but you'll get through it, you know. Whatever, <laughs> but you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna get through it, you know. Yeah. Um, that really takes a leap of faith because our culture is so focused on planning and being safe and. Yes. Yeah. There's a, you know I mean that's why I think really like the world needs you know to respect I guess and like embrace artists more I think. And, you know, going back into education, I think, you know, uh, we really, it would be really cool if, like, music and theater and visual arts were as important as math mm -hmm. and science, um, because it is. Like, we are, if, if, if anything, if you, if you realize anything, or, and maybe I'm just being, like, I think I know it all, but we're so, so emotionally, in, um, unintelligent as, uh -huh. a, as a culture and I think that the arts allow us to be more emotionally intelligent creatures be more sensitive yeah it's good to be more sensitive you know be yeah. more aware of what we say and how we say things it doesn't mean that everything is politically correct it just means that I realize that what I say is important and how I say it affects how I think about things and what I end up doing and yeah. how you think about things and how you end up feeling about something, you know? I think so often people get caught in this, like, you know, um, you're soft, you're an artist, you're like, you know. Um, and I think it's just like this this ignorance of just like, well, you never learned it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I was lucky enough to go to like, sort of like a performing arts high school and obviously a liberal arts college um, so I feel like, you know, um, I'm very lucky in that way. And I feel like, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, I really, I really wish that the world would, would do more things to embrace artistry because it's like, we, you learn so much about 
life and humanity yeah. through the arts, you know, and what, you know, you get entertained, you know? Well, and we have so many issues right now of people being so polarized and not even being able to engage with other people who think differently from them, or we have all of these violence issues or mental health issues. And I feel like using stories and music and having that emotional intelligence would really solve a lot of problems as far as people even being able to function together as a society. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, and being able to like sort of, for lack of a better word, but like talk about the ideas and the themes of those kind of things without Mm -hmm. necessarily saying, well, this is the way it is. And look, anybody who doesn't believe this way is an idiot. And empathy, I think, is something that (laughs) can be helped by literature, by music. Um, so tell me a little bit about where you grew up in Baton Rouge. I grew up, yeah, I grew up in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And it's an interesting city. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's, um, you know, it's a, it's a very southern town. You know, we're right pretty close to New Orleans. Um, and there's just like a lot of different kind of personalities and friendly people, you know, mu- Food is always a big thing mm-hmm. in the South. Uh, um, and music and jazz is definitely always like sort of like in the air around there. You know, a lot of yeah. like brass bands and stuff. Um, in high school, you know, I was very into theater and stuff, but I also like was good friends with like jazz musicians and would go and see them play at like the local cafe. Um, like, in downtown Baton Rouge and like hang out at coffee shops with some of my other artist friends and um spent a lot of time at coffee shops yeah (laughs) (laughs) do you Um, go back much um, is your family still there you know sometimes like you know it works great like I'll be on tour and we'll go through Baton Rouge we'll play a show in Baton Rouge or something um but I, I you know I I try to get at least once a year but like depending on the year like you know, maybe twice, also in the summertime. But if we're touring, then it might be like a pop in, pop out kind of situation. Right. Um, so there's been a couple times when we like we've toured through Baton Rouge, you know, once or twice. Or we did like a few years back, you know, South by Southwest, and Baton Rouge is kind of on the way, and you know. So um, I would like to always like I love my folks, you know. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough to have like a really close family and stuff. So I, I love to like be around them and hang out with them, you know? So the more, the more I can do that, the better. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's, we all get in our own lives and, uh, not every, every year you can like kind of be there as much as you want. Yeah. What does your family kind of make of your life as a musician? Well, you know what? Uh, I think I'm really lucky that we have just tremendously supportive, like both my mom and dad are just really supportive and my sister you know she was she lived in New York for a long time she um was like at a cosmetic company and she was doing like marketing for a for a while Mm -hmm. um, and decided to leave that job and do ceramics which is another you know oh cool uh, so and she's been doing awesome doing that um but yeah so both Demetria and I are like in New York kind of trying to pursue our passions um and our parents are just very supportive of us just you know they've always been you know from the beginning even like you know even when I was like in high school looking to go out and like study theater which is like you know a lot of people like even friends that were actors of mine their parents were like yeah my parents aren't gonna let me do that you know they think I need to have a career to fall back on or something like that (laughs) you know which is actually kind of all just absolutely silliness in my in my you know point or in my viewpoint because uh yeah what is a college degree anymore what's it for <laughs> it's true <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh no but um but yeah so from the beginning even from looking at schools like they didn't like question that they were like yeah this is what you're supposed to do like and they would they would like let me decide you know and even when I changed to music I remember them like at first I remember there was like this internal struggle like they still thought I wanted to be an actor and I, I knew I was wanting to be more of a musician and in a band mm-hmm. and they were like well that's what you're supposed to do and I was like well no and then like after we had like that conversation they were like all right 
Like, they kind of just, they take this sort of trust, like, this is what you want to do, and this is what you're supposed to do. Like... That's awesome. Like, you know what, you will know, you know what you need to do more than anyone else. You know, that sort of thing. So, I'm lucky in that way, because I know a lot of, I know a lot of people aren't. And uh, I think if I didn't have that, I think just my personality would have a real hard time if I couldn't, (laughs) like, go to my parents and they were like, God, this is cool, this is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm really proud of you. You know, that's, you know... Those are good things to hear. You yeah, know? <laughs> they totally are. So I know you do a lot of visual art too. Is that um, what kind of an outlet is that for you? Well, so I I'm, I mainly basically do well. I've been mainly doing these like kind of wire sculptures, um, and I kind of think of them as like little like. 2D drawings that are sort of exploring 3D space for the first time and saying, oh, what is this like? You know, I can, I'm in three-dimensional reality now. What is this like? Um, so I have fun sort of kind of figuring out, like, how to create these little doodly things. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in how, like, from a different perspective, you know, looking around them in the room, like, how it, it, it may look like just a hunk of, like, squiggly metal or it may um all of a sudden pop into something oh whoa and then it's a face or it's like whatever it is so um it's well I think the outlet is I really you know I like working with my hands and like using my energy like with my hands and stuff so it allows me to do that um and it's also a way to kind of like meditate I guess in a way like Mm. you know um let try to let things go, let thoughts go, and just kind of be in the act of doing instead of thinking, you know, you're just, you're not, you're, you're working on something and doing something, and like, you're working through the puzzle of figuring it out, because right. I do try to make them all one line, and that's kind of hard sometimes. And, oh, cool. and I just do, one, one piece of wire, you yeah, mean? Yeah, one piece of wire, and, um, because, yeah, um, and that can be tricky, especially when you're trying to make something look like someone, you know, or, you yeah. know, uh, uh, so there's, like, definite, you know, challenges in trying to figure that out, but uh, it, m- more than anything else, you're just, like, kind of doing it and, like, you know, like, really molding it around, and so there's something that, some kind of zen thing about that. It's therapeutic. Yeah, yeah, that I really like. Um, so, yeah, um... I, I doodle too a lot. I mean, I, I mean, not that they're anything that's like going to be like a piece of art or anything, but I do, I do feel like doodling is um, is great for like brainstorming and mm-hmm. and and stuff. Um, you, and the uglier it is, the better. <laughs> you know, the weirder it is, the kind of more like the more you can go outside of the box of whatever you're doodling, like the better. Like, you know, for getting you in that kind of mental landscape, trying to come up with something, whatever. It Right. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about those stop motion videos you just made for your most recent album? Yeah, definitely. Because um, those are so cool. So, well, you know, uh, we had done a few albums about like parallel universes and stuff. And, you know, there's like this concept of like Plastic Universe 1 was this EP about like these doppelgangers that sort of wreck havoc on their, or there are these, these, guys that wreck havoc on their doppelgangers when they're like on a parallel universe they're kind of like you know um sci-fi bandits they're kind of bandits in parallel universes and and it was like you know a loose concept album there was a story that i had sort of written and i based like the lyrics around that and then i i kind of liked that and the band was like really into that too so we started kind of doing the same idea with like another story with plastic universe 2 which was like about like this shapeshifter character that like goes underwater in this island universe that's just like a tree, like a weeping willow tree and like some roots and the water underneath it. And he stumbles upon this like underwater sea community of like sort of siren like women. Uh-huh. And he falls in love with one of them and he takes her out of the water for the first time and she has her first breath of air that she's ever had. Hmm. And that was sort of the story behind that one. And there was a story behind that, too. And all the time with both of them, I was trying to draw these little comic things and trying to, like, make a story. And and it never just really materialized the way I wanted it to. I never really kind of got it um, 
to tell the story of what the lyrics were about um, in like a visual way that I wanted to. It just never really came together the way I wanted it to. Well, same thing with this album. This was another sort of concept album, but it was like more specific. Like a guy is traveling to a black hole. He's leaving. He's left his wife um, by you know alone. Um, and he knows he's going on this long journey. It's going to take five or ten years. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that, you know, Earth or this Earth-type place is, like, dying. And, like, there's all this volcanic activity and crazy stuff happening. And they think that this this signal that they're getting is from this parallel world coming at the center of this black hole. And so his job is to go and, like, communicate with this parallel universe and try to save mankind. In a very general but <laughs> overarching, totally ridiculous sense. Uh-huh. But um, so I liked this idea of like this guy traveling by himself and he's on this journey by himself and he's sort of kind of slowly going a little crazy. His time gets weird, his perception of reality, his dreams are all kind of crashing in on itself the closer he gets to this black hole. And I think I was forget how I ended up with one of these little um, sculpture doll things um, and I was playing around with it one day and I had I was like I had I went and like got this app of like stop motion thing and I just played and I made him dance around for a second and then I was thinking about it and I was like wow what if what if I did sort of like a stop motion thing because then I could actually try to tell this story and I could kind of create the universe Mm-hmm. And then I could kind of try to do what I've been trying to do for a while. Um, but then it turned into like, well, I can't do it on an app, you know, and then I had to like learn this program, like, and then I had to get, like, get a camera. It looks really intricate. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, that's, I had a friend um, who actually uh, went and studied set design at NYU with Simon. He's like a setting and lighting designer. So he was used to like uh, building little smaller models. So I had made this really like um, rogue kind of version of a set. Like like I went to the dollar store and I just went crazy and I was like (laughs) buying a bunch of stuff. And I was like, I made like kind of what I thought this like his, and there's, there's three different like sets. So I like, I made the three different sets (laughs) like, you know, and I, and I took it to them and was like, all right, we got to, you know. He's like, I love it, and then like, but we got to work on this. So like, <laughs> you know, he kind of really designed like, he took kind of the initial ideas and um, really designed some cool things like ways for it to light up, ways mm-hmm. for like like we you know being stop motion, we had to do these things print like like so like there's like if you notice in the film there's a little, a little radar thing that goes around and there's like some other display monitors they're all like printed like on acetate Uh and like to have it spin around like that was like 20 or something different little things that I had to like pull out, take a picture, pull out. (laughs) So I didn't really know, like, I think I was just so excited about this idea that I didn't really know going into it how (laughs) ridiculously time consuming it was going to be. Yeah. How long did it take you to make it? It's sad, but it took me about two and a half years to do. Yeah. Well, I mean... That, going back and forth. From the idea and everything. Well, from the initial idea, and then, like, going out on tour for, like, six months. Right. But I was really trying to do it all, because, like, we didn't really, I didn't really think I could hand it off to anyone else, that they would really understand what I was trying to think in my head. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of learn how to edit, or, like, I had to learn how to do, like, you know, Final Cut Pro. I had to learn how to, like, use the stop motion, um, format to, like, take the pictures right and stuff like that, and... I didn't know what I was doing for trial and error. It was all trial and error. And then like, there'd be times where I'd like, Oh man, I've got to record. I've got to like take more like pictures or I got to get more. Um, I didn't have enough footage. That's what, you know, I Uh need more footage. I was like, I don't have enough footage to tell the story, you know? So then I would have to go back, set up the thing. You know, my girlfriend was like, when are we going to get rid of this? Why is this taking up space? Like, can we move that? And there was, like, no other place. Like, it had to, like, be out because, like, there was, like, it didn't fit in our closet and stuff. And, like, so I remember her, <laughs> there'd be a couple times she's like, okay, just, you know, I, I, let me know when it's done. Like, she would, you know, she was, like, so excited when I finally was like, all right, I'm going to take it out and, like, you know. But, um, 
she's like, I've been living in the spaceship yeah, for two years. For two years, yeah. But I mean, I, and just the amount of time, like, I mean, each 10 seconds took probably hour, like hours and hours and hours and hours. Oh my gosh. You know? And then also, you know, I was learning way too many things that I didn't know how to do, you know, editing and then like trying to sort of mix the sound and the sound effects on top of that, which I wasn't really doing that well. Mm-hmm. I had to like re-record like things a million times where I'd have to like, you know, you couldn't hear the vocals or you can, you know, and eventually, you know, I was, I got it to a place where I sent it to the guys and they could like help me. Uh, and they, you know, they sound edited, um, the different episodes, which is great because like I was in it too much to be able to do it really right. very well at all. And they, um, they really brought it back, making it sound much cooler and better than I could have. So, you know, if I, I think, you know, if I, if I had more of a plan, if I kind of like knew exactly, but I was sort of like, sort of like, it was, you know, I had an initial idea, I had an initial story that was like 30 pages and then I like condensed it down to like five and then like. And was this after you'd already written all the songs? Was this like after you had the album? that you were trying to communicate the story it was all based on or was it before you'd really well I had originally written the story right and then the the lyrics were sort of being inspired by the story right and so I was like kind of like having the lyrics sort of like touch on different parts of the story without like trying to necessarily spell it out right because I think some people were like well this no I'm excited to go back now that I've seen the videos I want to go back (laughs) and listen to the album and see how I experience it differently yeah, my, my whole thought on that was, like, I, I hope it kind of, like, you sort of, like, you know, kind of take a layer of the onion, one you know, it's like a little onion, you take one layer off at a yeah. time, and maybe you like, oh, well, that's kind of cool, that's kind of, like, makes sense now, or, you know, this sort of, um, I can see how this is tied in, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So that was the initial idea. It, it, it just ended up taking up a lot of my creative energy for a long time. So, like, it was like this this bug on my shoulder, you know? So, like, I would have really dark times with it. Like, like uh, how You're like, I have ever... to get this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, like, I would just, like, you know... And even up into the end, there would always be something, like, I thought this was done, and I gotta go back and, like, fix this, and you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was, you know... I don't know. If anything, it was... I, I, now that I'm finished with it, I'm glad that I did it. And, like, you know, I got to learn a lot about these different things and um i can you know explore more in that direction now in the future and kind of know what not to do you know <laughs> and know really what's you know what's practical and possible to do right like, you know i wish i could have gotten it, it all like finished right when the album you know was released uh, last year but it sort of works now because it's like the album is getting released in the uk for the first time this year so right so and you're now, about to do your tour there. So. Yes, exactly. Very so, cool. So that's cool. Are you excited? Because yeah. that's your your first time touring outside of the states. Yes, and it'll be like my first time back uh, to Europe since like undergrad, which is yeah. a long time. How exciting! Um, so that's so that's exciting. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, we're just going to mainly be in England. But mm-hmm. um, are you going to stick around and like travel a little bit after? That's afterwards? the goal. So I'm hoping it. You know. It, it's weird, like, that. that's the other thing with, like, this sort of lifestyle, you're kind of, like, kind of, like, sort of not, you don't really always know, like, there might all of a sudden, like, two weeks before, like, well, there's this other opportunity, and, like... Right, you might have to come back right away, because yeah. we have something else here. Yeah, so that can be kind of, I don't know, there's, that can be frustrating at times, and, and or exciting in a, you know, a new adventure, but you also always are kind of like, what... You don't fully know what you're doing. Right. I want to buy this plane ticket. So can I please know what my life's going to be like in a month? Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I'm wanting Caitlin, my girlfriend, to come and like Mm -hmm. travel after, which would be awesome, you know. Right. You know, see a couple shows and then like. And so for that, you need to plan ahead. Yeah, exactly. So we're kind of trying to, it's almost there. We're, uh, we're almost done with the plane. (laughs) All right, I have to let you go soon, so I would have to ask you a few other little questions okay. that I usually end with. Um, is there anything like really concrete that you always turn to when you need to kind of get out of the dark side or be inspired, like a book you always read or a, an album you always listen to or somewhere you go in the city? Um, well, I think I don't think there's like one specific thing, but mm-hmm. I think there's like things that I can do. You know, I know like. If I am feeling kind of sort of in a depressed state or like just, you know, just uninspired or just, um, 
frustrated or whatever it is, like, I will try to be a little more physically active, you know, try to exercise more, I'll try to, like, uh, you know, take walks or, you know, I luckily live close to the park, so that's kind of that's great. cool. Um, um, so I'm not too far from there, so, I, you know, I could walk there. But also, I think, you know, um, there's something cool about, like, putting a record on, like, a vinyl on, sitting down, and, like, having, you know, a book or a magazine or something to read. I, I do, like, I get in these periods where I just try to, like, read a lot, or I try to, like, ingest a lot of different kinds of things, and I think what that can do is, like, kind of nudge you out of where you are and, like, kind of, yeah. like, get you inspired, you know? So, but there's something cool about, like, putting on a record because you have to kind of get up and turn it, you know, mm-hmm. and then it'll stop and you have to, like, pick it up and, like, put on something else. So it's, like, it keeps you, like, involved, whereas, like, I think putting just, like, your iPod on, you can kind of just, like, let it go and you're not Zone really, out. Yeah, which it can be cool, too. You know, it's a different mm-hmm. thing, but I am kind of into that kind of, like, thing of being, like, you know, part of the process of, like, listening to the music and, like... Um, and yeah, there's something that I enjoy about just sitting on the couch and like listening to music and, you know, reading. And, um, so that, those are the kinds of things I do. Like I try to try to be active. I try to like read more and like, I like, you know, I like reading novels and books and magazines and like even put picking up like a few like technology magazines or something like that. That just like something that you might not normally like Mm -hmm. pick up. Just, like, different things, like, things that you're not used to. Like, I try to, like, just kind of go and, like, grab something weird or something yeah. different, like, that, like, maybe shake me out of, like, I'm doing the same old thing, you know? Usually, I think you, usually for me, like, when I'm feeling depressed or down and I'm, like, kind of doing the same old thing and I'm not realizing that I'm kind of, like, imbalanced in one way or the other, you know? I'm not, you know, not doing A, B, or C, you know, that will, it's just like a subtle change that'll be like, that's it. That's right. To get you out of that rut. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny how quick it can be. You know, you can be Mm -hmm. like really down for weeks at a time and all of a sudden you just snap and you're like, okay, all right. What? (laughs) Oh, wow. This is silly. What? Okay. Yeah. And then you can move forward, you know? Is there anything you want to recommend? Any shows you've seen lately or bands you've seen or friends projects that you've taken in lately? Um, what have I taken in lately? Um, well, I, I, I guess some of the music that I was listening to was I was into this new Dr. Dog album, which was really cool. And um, uh, there's this new Deer Hunter album, too, that I like. Um, um, so those are things that recently that I've been into. This uh, My Morning Jacket album was really good, too. Um, some shows I just saw um, a friend's uh, one man show um, I forget the exact name of it but it's, I, it's not still going on but it was I hadn't seen some some live theater in a while and I was like wow I really it, mm-hmm. it was sort of like kind of you know it was a thing like I need more of this in my life and I need you know so I think of anything like this year I need to like kind of get back in there because I had I had you get lost in your own world for so many times. Yeah. And last year we were touring a lot, so I wasn't really um, able to see a lot of um, theater when I came back. But I also just went to the ballet for the first time with Caitlin, and that was really cool. I yeah. had um, I had never been... Have I been to a ballet? I don't think I've been to ballet in New York, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so that was really... And it was really awesome um, just to see, like, these dancers, like, really, like, total control of their body and just like kind of create sort of this ethereal I don't know what the how you would describe it this like sort of communication dialogue with the audience and it's not you know like some sort of story that's happening just with movement it's kind of really interesting to me yeah it's um, cool to see those like other forms that can kind of reinvigorate you with what you're doing yeah and like and they can inspire you maybe directly or indirectly like you might you might do something like you know, that somebody in a, in a, or we might do something like that somebody in a play might do and like, 
like, which we'd be like, you know, somebody in a band would never do this, but this right. is, we should try this. <laughs> or like, you know, there might be like some crazy ballet dance move that, you know, yeah. incorporated my, my uh, bag of tricks. You guys, since you're going on your tour to England soon, you don't have any shows coming up in New York, do you? No, but we are planning a kind of film screening art collaboration thing at this gallery um, in a Dumbo called Rabbit Hole. Okay. So, um, so that's going to happen April 6th. Awesome. So it's going to be, we're going to show the, the stop motion and it's going to be kind of, right now it's cut as like a six episode miniseries like on- online, but it's going to be recut as like a one little piece thing. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to show it a couple times during the night and then we're going to show some like some visual art and some friends stuff and kind of do like a collaboration kind of event. Just kind of have a party. It'll be a free event yeah. and it'll be, you know, um, low-key not like crazy crazy but it'll you know it'll it'll be fun yeah awesome um and what's your band's website so people can go check out the stop motion yeah it's just chapo music c-h-a-p-p-o music one word dot com and then facebook slash chapo music Mm -hmm. twitter slash chapo music and instagram (laughs) if you do any of those things all right great and i'll post a link to it too so people can check it out it's so great and if you get a chance to see alex's band chapo it's so much fun thank you this was really great to catch up and hear about everything you're doing for their generosity. The Compass cover art is by Kim Miller, music by Brendan Spieth, audio assistance from Nick Choksi, and a special thanks to Frankie J. Alvarez. See you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.